So it's been for me at least. I don't know how it's how it's felt from your end, but it has felt like the longest week ever for me. Uh, obviously, you know, <laughs> I'm still since last episode. We've this is our second episode we've recorded in three days. Um, my parents were supposed to come home today, but they're not coming home until Friday. And I've just been like, like today was the big day where I was like kind of waiting for like, you know, that thing you're waiting for in the week, but then it kind of didn't come. So it was almost like a false start or something like that or a non-starter or whatever people say. Um, What's a non-sequitur? Is that a non-sequitur? No, a non-sequitur is not that. A (laughs) non-starter is not probably the correct thing either. That's like when the Democrats pass a bill in the House and then Mitch McConnell doesn't let the Senate vote on it because it's a non-starter. Um but yeah, it's it's just like Wednesday. Today's Wednesday. Oh, my parents were supposed to come home, and then, but they're not. They're staying till Friday. So we're back in uh, my parents' basement, um, back hanging out with my dog Brutus, um, and recording a recording a podcast. But it's just been like with the weather being crazy. Like it rained all day yeah. today, and all the snow melted. But then it's gonna drop back down to like the negatives by this weekend. So I feel like I'm having the opposite week of you. Like I feel like this week is flying by because. Yeah, like Friday, the kids didn't have school on Friday. Mm-hmm. They had an in-service day, so I worked from home. They got a ton of work done, but just because of the way the day shaped up, I kind of more or less like worked all day in little spurts. So like even by nine or ten o'clock at night, I was still like the kids were in bed, and I was like, well, I still have a couple hours of thing, you know, work to get done. Mm-hmm. And then I had um, I worked on Saturday because I had a campaign that had ended for a client and. That's just how life works. Is that mm-hmm. got a campaign on so- ends on Saturday, and there's yeah, not gotta, really gotta, a way to automate it. You just yeah, you gotta take, in your it, computer take it down and, on Saturday morning. Yeah, update prices, and I've, I fortunately had everything ready, like a spreadsheet, just yeah. like ready to import with the correct prices in it. Um, there should be. There's got to be some sort of plugin that allows you to automate that. I would think in Shopify, there's got to be something. I look. That was crazy because the thing I was looking at in Shopify was like the one plugin that was like touted was like no longer was like going to be no longer supported in Shopify. Oh God, that's but so silly. The, Let's make a plugin. The downside <laughs> is that I can't use my existing. Like when I export the products and I create the sale prices, I can't use the same spreadsheet because inventory levels have changed. Oh, so you got to pull another one. Yeah, so I have to download the existing one, and like it's the same products. It's not like they added additional things. I can just copy over the columns, right, and then just change the inventory. Yeah, no, that's so you were working. Got a lot of work done on Friday. Got a lot of work done on Saturday. Then Monday. Sunday. Well, Sunday I was like ready for like my week to change. The like I was going to drop the kids off. Like it was going to be like. Right. Kind of that, like... But then they'd ended up not having school, and you kept Yeah, they had Martin Luther King Day off, yeah. and so they hung out with me for a while, and I was going to... Instead of dropping them off in the morning like I normally would have, there was a big, like, a worse snowstorm. Right, sun, yeah. Which was crazy, because it was like, Saturday was supposed to be the apocalypse of snow. Right. And then, like, that didn't start until later, and, and then, then Sunday... Sunday night, it all came in. Yeah, like. and I shoveled, like, fortunately, I shoveled on Sunday, but, like, while I was shoveling on Sunday... Yeah, the snow was still coming down. The snow was still coming down, so... But, like, I don't, like, otherwise, I don't know that I would have gotten out of the driveway. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, <sighs> yeah, so, like, I finally, like, going into work on Monday, there was, like, a skeleton crew. There was probably nine people total in the office. And everyone, you guys all went in late, right? Yeah, everyone went in late, um... There was a couple of people, like most of the offices working from home. And then, like, I mean, now it's just like 
Tuesday, we like instead of like a big meeting that we would have had on Monday, like we ended up having a big meeting on Tuesday. Yeah. So then, like Tuesday kind of felt like a Monday, and then like all and of a sudden, like, today Wednesday, I was like, "Shit, yeah. it's Wednesday." <laughs> well, yeah, it's. I mean, yeah, once like, once I get through Wednesday in my week, Thursday is kind of my last day. Like Friday, I go in for a couple hours and hang out, but just the nature of our work schedule, like the first four days of the week, or or where I'm doing most of what I'm doing, so. So anyway, speaking of, of work, I guess this is a good time to, to talk about our... Speaking of doing what you're doing. Yeah, our topic for the week, which admittedly, doing the second podcast in three days, uh, we were a little pressed for topics, um, but I was sitting there, like, we were both talking about what we were working on. I was like, why don't we just talk about what we're working on on the podcast? <laughs> We've yeah. talked about it enough um, back and forth with each other um, throughout the workday where we kind of... Hey, do you think this is a good idea? Or hey, how do I fix this? Or or something like that. Um, we we are always each each other's go to resource. Um, but we figured, you know, let's start talking about what we're doing because you know I think you and I both, um, like you know I'm working on on a pretty detailed like brand like clarity mission and stuff like that and trying to like kind of got through that and kind of trying to implement it on our site and in marketing materials and you just got through creating some strategies for clients and had a big week of like some analytics stuff that you had to work through. So, yeah. so we're definitely doing some interesting stuff and it's something that we don't like, we bring our jobs into it for sure. But I mean, you know, not like we don't always talk about like today, this is what I did. And sometimes, you know, we do cool stuff throughout the day. So I thought, you know, it could be a good, uh, good opportunity to talk about what we're doing and hopefully, hopefully someone gets, uh, gets some, maybe the, if you're bored one day, you can do the same thing that, <laughs> that we went through. So, <laughs> yeah, I actually kind of laid out my month because I think, like it sets the tone for like what a week like this week means for me mm-hmm. in work. This is kind of a weird month because like the first, I think because January, like with the holiday, like new year, like everything was kind of pushed back, but I think it's a longer month. Mm-hmm. So like the beginning part of the month was like one of the week and then it's, so it feels like it's five weeks, even though it's only four. Yeah. We might get paid. I might get paid. I don't know if you do, but I might get paid three times in January, actually. Um, I think I get paid three times in March. Okay. Because um, I was, for some reason, I was looking at, um, I was looking at, like, forward at something, and I was, like, noticed that that was, like, yeah. I think March and August this year, the three, the, the, the two months that, like. Nice. Yeah. Make it 26 pays instead of 24. Yeah. But, yeah, so, like, laying out my month really, I think, sets the tone for what my work is like and what, you know, my day-to-day is. So, for me, um, the first week of the month is always reports for our clients. Yeah. And so, I know that's that's a lot of work for you right now. Yeah. Like, that week, I know you're always kind of stressed to get those, get those reports done. But it's an important part of your job, obviously, reporting to clients is Yeah. The necessary. hardest part, it's, it's not necessarily doing the reports. It's knowing that there's work backing up or emails that are unanswered or and we do a pretty good job of like communicating to our clients like in our very first kickoff call we lay out our month like we actually tell them the things i'm talking about right now mm-hmm. is like this is what a typical month looks like for, from our standpoint and we always say like yeah so we're doing reports this week and it doesn't mean that no one's doing work on your account like mm-hmm. there's strategies built there's specialists there's a team of 15 other people who are executing work while like your strategist was working on reports mm-hmm. um but I, I really, like, I enjoy the reports personally. Like, I love, like, you know, that's kind of the time to, like, sit and reflect on oh, what yeah. you've done for the month. Like, I really get excited when I'm pulling my reports and I'm pulling in 
Um, something we didn't do at TKG that we do a lot at um, Outerbox is keyword ranking reports. Mm-hmm. Um, so I kind of feel I have like a little bit of like mixed feelings about keyword ranking reports because really it could change every day. And I have that conversation with my clients a lot where, you know, like I noticed this, like, you know, certain word, like my ranking went down. What do we do? What do we do wrong? And I'm like, you didn't do anything wrong. Nothing, your, your competitor yeah. did something better than you. Or like, some, trying to something changed that. and like, yeah, exactly. Like it's, that stuff can change daily, and if you're like the thing with those are, if you're looking over them over a long period of time, right? Then it's okay. But if you're looking at it every day or even every month, it's like tough because it just kind of depends on the day of the week where you look. Yeah, I can. Where actually, you're gonna rank like, between like one and five. I've you know? had days where like I started this report on a Tuesday, and I exported the, like we export a full list of the keywords and like their rankings, mm-hmm. um, and then I can see like how many how many keywords were in the top ten. Mm-hmm. But like, say I got distracted or like didn't finish that report that day, and I go in the next day, and I it's go all and changed. that number, yeah, of like the number of um, keywords that are in the top ten because it it updates every twenty four hours. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do, I I kind of enjoy that, like looking at the keyword ranking reports because I've been able to tie together a couple instances where like for certain clients, we're like, hey, we were optimizing like this specific product line. Um, like have yeah, a one client the, who's the yeah they have a it was like deionized like water deionizer systems or something like that mm-hmm. and I said I was like yeah there's you know we were specifically working on those deionizers and we saw the keyword rankings go up and like and I was able to obviously back that up with data right. but then on that same call the client was like that's funny you say that because we sold two of those systems and that's something we hardly ever sell like it's not like a oh nice popular so it actually thing. translated to business results too yeah no that's really cool so that was like. I mean, that's just part of the fun part of reports in general. But, like, any kind of data is something is a rabbit hole that I can go down very quickly. Right. Um, but the fact that I have to get all of these reports done the first week of the month, then, like, you know, I don't have too much time to dwell. But at least allows me to, like, kind of get a baseline of, like, okay, this happened, like, these keywords are down or this traffic's down or something. Well, and it helps you set your strategy for the next month or like, right. you know, some stuff like that. So, um, yeah, but our second call, our second week is like kind of catching up from all the stuff that I didn't do the week before, the week yeah. before. <laughs> and then we have like, we have a monthly call with all of our clients. So usually scheduling those calls, trying to get them, um, set up. Usually I'll have like two or three calls a day. Right. Um, in that second week, um, okay. Some days are heavier than others. Some days, you know, just depends. No, this is helping me too. Cause I'm, I also think one day I was like, man, Chelsea has a ton of meetings today. And like, but now it's making sense. It just depends on the week. So yeah. <laughs> it's so, like when I'm asking you something at work and you're like, oh, I'm sorry, I got this call. And then I got another call and another call. And like, man, like, that's crazy. But I know that's just like the second week of the month, I guess. Yeah. And sometimes <laughs> like if I send a report out early, like part of my reporting will say like, hey, like some of my clients, as soon as they get that report, mm-hmm. will message me and be like, hey, it's time to like, yeah, let's schedule a call or something yeah. like that. And then like, yeah. some of the other ones, you're like hunting them down. I'm like, all right, we're going to have this call or not? Right. <laughs> is this well, happening? Well, yeah, it's just the nature of the yeah. nature of the beast. Um, the third week is kind of um, where I start to develop strategies for the following month. Mm-hmm. So I always have an outline, kind of like a working outline of what we're doing for a specific client. But that's the time where I actually put like numbers behind it and, and hours and like, all right, we've got can do this much work, whatever. Um, and then kind of, again, catching up, checking work that specialists have submitted, mm-hmm. um, giving feedback. And then the week that's what I would consider this week right now is my favorite week. 
um, because all my strategies are in and I, the way our client loads work out, we have a certain number of hours that aren't just like general strategy prep, whatever time that we have to like actually do technical execution. It's like our TE week and that's this week. Um, And I assign myself some loftier tasks that maybe I haven't given, you know, something I haven't doled out to a specialist to do or something that like maybe sometimes like something I enjoy doing or sometimes even it'll just be like mindless work that I'm like, I'm probably going to need like mindless work. (laughs) I'm going to need two hours this week to like just sit there and click on things on this website and find the pages that are missing content because I have a client that has a lot like that's yeah but that's I was talking to somebody about that today and they had done that task the month before and I was like yeah I'm gonna do that one and they said it about it I was like I'm just gonna listen to a podcast and I'm gonna like not think about anything yeah um but yeah the TE work is is kind of my favorite week and this week in particular has been kind of crazy I've had to do some a lot of digging in um I think you said earlier like this, I feel like this whole week has been like analytics. Analytics, right? like I don't yeah. know why all all of my clients are having like random analytics questions or or things that are going on in their analytics because they're legacy clients. They're not like new clients. I am onboarding another client, and I was doing their analytics, but it was a pretty basic setup. Right. Yeah, it's weird because like Rentware's analytics like were set up back when they came on as a client at the Karcher Group. And we worked out some kinks at the beginning, and then after that, like, it's been, like, I don't do, if I have to add a goal or something like that, I do it, but, like, I mean, it's pretty (laughs) smooth One's, like, a newer. sailing. (laughs) I want to say they, the, this one client started in December. Okay. And so, Or if there's, like, they launched a new site or something like that. Well, they didn't have goals set up on their site, and because the way that they wanted their goals set up, we had to do it through Tag Manager. Yeah. And so then there were some questions about how the data was coming through, which, required me to like read some articles do some digging give us some answers he Mm -hmm. came back um kind of went back through and i was working with um somebody else on our team with Alyssa on like and she's super she gets like really into like tag manager and analytics too so like she and i working on this project together i can see both of your eyes like staring at the screen like yeah this is it (laughs) yeah and so like but it was fun like I, i haven't gotten to do that in a while and i was like kind of thinking back to like when Kyle and I worked together yeah. um, back at like when I was a specialist and Kyle was a strategist right when I first started at TKG and he could like very easily like get me down a rabbit hole of analytics because I wanted to learn and he was eager to teach. Well, yeah, he was always such a good teacher. Yeah. So and thanks, Kyle. Like, I know you're going to listen to this someday. You are, so. Kyle. <laughs> Everyone needs a Kyle. Kyle's like our one loyal listener or at least like the one that we know of because he talks to us about the podcast. Yeah. So. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, that's uh, that's that's true. I mean, even in my downtime at work, um, and I probably have more a little bit more downtime than you, just by the nature of me only having one client per se. Oftentimes, and looking at our analytics, trying to figure out what page is doing well, what aren't, you know, and where organic traffic is sitting and and stuff like that. So yeah, it's definitely a great great way to to spend your time, especially if you have a little bit of extra time in your TE week or me and those three hours after lunch where my food's digesting. Yeah. <laughs> I had a client, like the, the one client today, they've been a client for a while. Um, I don't know, maybe not that long, but um, I don't know what was going on. Like for some reason, like we could never get access. Like we didn't have full admin access to the WordPress site. There was only like 
we had very limited access to their Google Analytics. So like yeah. there wasn't there weren't like multiple views set up. And like when I was doing some digging, like I was like, why like their GA was set up under like their same domain, but it was a dot org and not their dot com. Yeah, it's weird. So it was like when they put their SSL on, they must have also been able to finally buy like the dot com domain. Okay. They did yeah. this whole thing like switch over, but like all the dot all of the Google and like all the analytics traffic is still linked to the dot org, org. Yeah. but it's all redirect. So it count like it, it works. Oh, <laughs> yeah. And if I go to the, I need to, I might need to research this further or talk to Kyle. I really don't have a way to do this because under the same, at the, at the property level, they did create the dot com instance, hmm. but I don't want to lose the, like, I don't want to lose yeah, the, the visibility. The legacy data and stuff like that. Yeah, I'd say. be able to go back and look at it. I would just have to switch back and forth between the properties. Yeah. But, yeah, so that's, like, I was, like, frustrated looking at that today, trying to figure out what I was going to do, and then realizing, like, too, when I was finally able to get access to all that stuff, it was, like, the sitemap was still the .org sitemap. Yeah. So I had to, like, rerun the sitemap. And that's something I was thinking about, too, that I think is kind of different, like, even from back working at TKG versus... Um, a lot of our clients are on, um, I mean, I think it was the same at TKG, you know, you had some WordPress clients, we had some clients that are on, um, the proprietary CMS, yeah. yeah. But there's a lot of clients, like, when we add content to their site, um, we're rerunning, like, well, you like, re- run a you crawl. Re-end, you re-index the page and yeah, stuff like and that. Yeah, and, like, we resubmit the sitemap. Yeah. Um. I advocated for that at one point at the Karcher Group, but then... I was told that Google crawls our sites so much that you don't really need to do that. But if you look at the date, like the one I was like, yeah, last been... last time crawled was like a month ago or something like that. Yeah, and, and if so... you submit new content and you want that to be crawled immediately and like you want to start in, like ranking for something, especially if you're it's seasonal or something that makes sense. Yeah, exactly. No, I I hear you. It's something that, or if you create a new page, it's always good to do that too. Yeah, which um, this site I actually created four new pages on, which yeah. is why the why I was thinking about it. Yep. Yeah, no, that's that's great advice. I mean, obviously, getting your analytics squared away and then obviously doing something with that data and making it actionable are two key things that we're always trying to do in digital in digital marketing. So, but yeah, no, that uh, I, I like that your your weeks are kind of regimented that way too, which I feel like at the at the old place like we didn't really have that, and so clients would get confused or like you know what are you guys doing? But like oh we're doing this research and it like wasn't clearly communicated. So yeah, so yeah, no that 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 works out well, especially the when it's communicated up front. Yeah, our onboarding is really regimented too, which I like for clients. Where like the one client that I just picked up um, last week, they um, like we have our project management tool. And we have a main project that they have visibility to, like, so they can even see the tasks and everything and not just, like, the conversation. Mm -hmm. So they actually had tasks assigned to them that was, like, get us your login credentials. Like, if you have an FTP, give us credentials to the FTP. Get us this level access to your your Google AdWords and search console if you have bing webmaster tools give us that like right yeah if you're using any so it's third like a checklist party, there's like, like a checklist for them to go through too yeah like provide us your ip addresses so we can put the proper filtering on like right. in ga if it's not in there um but this for the first first time i've onboarded a client that actually the client filled those out nice yeah <laughs> so i was pumped i was like the very first call we had i was like 
it was kind of like, you know, the, the discovery call where you're usually asking all those questions or like, who are your competitors? Like, what's right. your mission statement? What's your like value proposition? Like they had all of that filled out. Wow. In these, like, right. we don't even need this call. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> kind of like it, but it, it, it opened the dialogue for like, Oh yeah. A well then you can, that helps you even more. Cause then you can have the follow-ups and all that and all that fun stuff. So yeah. So yeah, no, I, I like that. That's good. So, um, so my week has been, my last couple of weeks, or I guess really since I started a rent where I've, I've had this mission in the back of my head to like clarify what we do because the company's been around for so long and we have a bunch of different products and services. And if you ask anybody at the company, what does rentware do? You're going to get some long drawn out, boring answer that people's eyes glaze over after like 15 seconds and everyone will say something different and they're all probably right. But every single one is different. It's all boring. So, like, I asked a couple salespeople. I asked our HR person. I asked my dad. And they all gave, like, this, like, long roundabout answer. And I thought about myself if someone, like, when I'm at an event and I say, I work at Rentware. And they ask, what's that? And I say, well, you know, my grandpa founded the company. And we do uniforms and floor mats and linens for local businesses. And they by that point, they've already lost interest, you know. And so, like, for the longest time, I've just been trying to, to clarify... Like your elevator pitch. ...what we do. Yeah, exactly. And, like, kind of get our get our brand kind of locked down because I like, I kind of have... I, I, have a, I had a clear-ish, like, you know, what we do and who we benefit, but, like, you know, why do people actually want our products and, you know, what problems do they solve and stuff like that, the kind of higher level. And so I read um, this book by Donald Miller. It was something like Donald Miller's story brand book. Um, and it basically, it was a godsend because it took me through <laughs> seven pieces of like a story to like put your brand in like, so, you know, your customer is the hero and they have a problem and here are their problems and here's you, the guide, and you can solve the problems through these steps and here's what success looks like. And it took you through each of these seven steps of a story. And at the end of each chapter, it said, okay, now go to this free worksheet that's online and brainstorm, you know, whatever the the solution is or, you know, whatever... Um, you were supposed to bring the call to action or whatever for this uh, section. So that was really helpful and really helped me to kind of, and I know I bounced a bunch of stuff off you yeah. throughout the process. Um, so thanks for helping me with that. Um, but <laughs> but it really helped me. And I would recommend if you're having issues um, with your messaging or just like clarifying and you just feel like everything is kind of mumbo jumboed um, or Frankenstein. I think uh, this book is, was really helpful for me. And so it takes you through that. And then after that, he tells you, okay, here's how you implement it on your website. Here's the, the this like five-step marketing guide. And the first thing you do is create like a one-liner or an elevator pitch. So I worked on that um, this week. And I think off the top of my head, if I can remember it, um, it was Rentware provides busy managers and business owners peace of mind um, by helping them create or helping them have or something like that, uh, safe, clean, and professional workplace through reliable uh, uniform format and linen service. So I, I stumbled through it. I don't have it quite memorized yet. But the point of it is that it addresses our audience. So it's busy managers and business owners, and they want peace of mind, and they want to make sure their place is clean. And then our solution for that to give them peace of mind is our reliable uniform mm -hmm. format and linen service. So, you know, that way now we can all memorize that. 
And when someone says to my dad, hey, what do you do? He can tell them <laughs> yeah. that instead of like that long, well, drawn yeah. out like thing. And then like you end it with like, eh, it's complicated. What do you do? <laughs> you know, so and instead, like the point of this is that hopefully they ask for your business card at the end well, of like, it. <laughs> comparing yourself to one of your competitors. Like... Right. Which was my other pet peeve. It's like, oh, like Cintas, like, yeah. <laughs> which we still might get because we mentioned uniforms and mats and stuff. But at least this way we frame it in a way where they're like, oh, yeah, I do. I'm busy, but I want those things. And if you guys can help me out, great. Right. Um, so I. When so you I, can almost apply that to a case study. Like when you wrote that, like today, when you mentioned that, like the character, like the not character, but like the hero, the problem, the. Right. Like that's kind of how I lay, like I like to lay out a case study. Um so there's actually a section in this book on case studies. It's talking about questions to ask your case study people so that you they, you see the transformation, the character transformation from them at the start of the story mm-hmm. where they had this want and these problems. Like problems, And yeah. then how, like, your brand came in as the guide and then now what success looks like. So there's, like, six or seven questions. It's, like, ask these questions, send it to them, and then basically you can copy and paste their answers into a case study. And it shows the trans- transformation from, like, before we had like this thing we had problem x and then this guide rentware came along and they solved problem x and now i'm super successful and i have a lot of time to make pizza or whatever i do you know (laughs) so So are you going to go back through your existing case studies and try to like rewrite them in that frame or do you think they're already kind of there they're pretty close to there i mean some of them were like the customers it's like we've been here for 45 years and right. my dad they were founded like more it relationship based um, than problem but based. we want to do a couple of testimonial videos this year and i know a couple off the top of my head that i want to do one is zepp's pizza right over by your house because every time we talk to that guy like we'll order pizza like tomorrow we're ordering pizza for zepp's from zepp's for everyone for getting through like because it was really tough on the workers like the route people on the the plant people the holiday weeks because they were working you know, on weird schedules and trying to get everything done that week and stuff like that. Cause we had a bunch of days off. Um, and then, but anyway, so we're getting pizza from Zaps and every time he's like, man, like, I love you guys. Like the last company I had, I hated. And now you guys are so much better. It's like, I want to ask this guy these questions because he's kind of a transformation story of like being pissed off at like, like I have to have the service, but I'm like really pissed off at my supplier to like, man, this is great. Right. And so I, I, you know, I want to kind of use that moving forward, especially for these testimonial videos um, that we're going to start doing. So, so yeah, I'm excited about it. I still, I look at my, our, our brand story, our story brand or whatever they call it every day. And I'm still, I still think a lot of it, it's like too wordy because we have, we're like, we're trying to, it's hard to put an umbrella over everything we do. Um, but I think I managed it by saying, um, you know, people want clean, safe, and a professional-looking workplace from a reliable partner. Yeah. And that's why they partner with us. Um, so, anyway, I, I don't know that it's 100% perfect yet, but it's pretty. It's a lot better than it was um, before I went down this went down this endeavor. So today I was kind of taking that, that customer's the hero and we're the guide approach, and I already rewrote the homepage, and I basically just copy and pasted our like what is the one liner and I put it on the homepage um, beneath that you found your like typing yeah, so thing. The, one with the typing. Yeah. yeah. Like that. Um, so I pretty much copy and pasted the one liner there. And then I rewrote the floor mats like category landing page and the uniforms category landing page to kind of still, and I was telling you earlier, but it was, a, it was hard to strike a balance between speaking to their problems and talking about them being the hero and us being the guide 
and then still while still incorporating like the services that we do that people might be searching for. So uniform rental service and making sure those keywords are in there in a way that I feel comfortable as an SEO person. But I then went through like even like meta descriptions and the one meta description is like, we provide uniform rental service, learn more rentware.com. And I was like, Oh man, I got to change this. Like, you know, we can make your uh, employee or your team members look really good and identifiable through uniform rental. Like, so talk about the problems that we're solving and stuff like in the solutions and stuff. So it was actually a helpful exercise. I'm going to have to go back through and read that content again tomorrow. Like that, you know, the whole like step away from it for a second, even though it's already live because I'm impatient and I just do everything right in the admin Um, (laughs) to make sure it still, uh, it makes sense and sounds good. So I'm interested to see um, what, what happens with organic traffic and what happens with conversions and, and stuff like that. And kind of, kind of keep that same mindset as I'm looking through the rest of our service pages, because these pages are, like, I know we redid them, like, the first year they came on as a client at the Karcher Group, and we really haven't touched them since, besides me adding a few, like, call-outs for blog articles or, or something like that. But, like, they, the writing, like, the words that are actually on the page haven't really changed in a while. Yeah. Um, and it was, you know, written two or three years ago, and after I've gone, gone through this exercise and taken this advice to this of this book, I'm really hoping to see... Um, some improvement and hoping that people we can kind of sell them a little bit more on like you know you you have this problem and we can guide you to a solution rather than like we have all these things <laughs> were you ever able to rerun that site speed test and yeah yeah i ran it um i didn't create an account so i only got the desktop speed and it told me like it gave me a better score um than google speed would do but it told me like the same problems existed so <laughs> See, like that's I'm having a hard time with that because I know like the one the one that I was looking at specifically I'd looked at the original report that was sent over um so we're talking it, about site speed now yeah, which is sorry. another like ran like I also like claimed our Yelp listing today and um did something like mess around with site speed yeah <laughs> in I, the midst of all of this <laughs> I look at site speed periodically um I have a couple clients who have a really high focus on it um unfortunately the clients that I'm working with are uh, WordPress clients who are on like really aggressive visual builders and those tend to really mess with site speed so I've been looking at other um like site speed test websites to kind mm-hmm. of like put them a little bit more at ease but the like the things that we're seeing, like they don't even like come up with like minified JavaScript. Like, but we did that. Like Yeah, no, all of my like all of my all stuff things. is minified. My images don't make a peep. It's the it's something like utilizing browser caching and um, just like slow plugins. So like there's like the live chat plugin can't be cached and like all yeah. sorts of like weird shit where it's like, but it takes like, it's like adding like 13 seconds on a 3G network. I'm like, oh my God, it's horrifying. <laughs> so, but yeah, no, that, what was it called? GT metrics or something like yeah, that? Yeah, something. Um, that's a site speed test. That's an alternative to Google, Google page speed insights. Um, it probably will give you a little bit of a better score. Um, you might be yellow instead of red or something like that. Um, but and it might unearth some different some different things. It kind of gives you a letter grade on each uh, each thing as you go down. If you create an account, I think you can get mobile page speed and desktop page speed. So yeah. So yeah, I looked into that today. I claimed the Yelp account because it was already claimed, but then it said reclaim, and I was like, well, I might as well just grab this yeah. while, while we have it. We don't have any Yelp reviews, so if anyone's out there and is a Rentware customer and wants to review us on Yelp, don't review us on Google or Facebook. <laughs> 
don't review us on Yelp. Please review us on Google or Facebook. <laughs> I was like, what? I don't know what's happening right <laughs> no, now. No, yeah, don't. Like, if you want to review us on Yelp, please don't. And rethink your your strategy and go review us on Google or Facebook. <laughs> yeah. That's what I was trying to say. Sorry. Yeah, that's one of those, like, random directory things that you're like, oh, like, backlink strategy, kind of, like, easy, one-off, like, but... And that's it's so it's not included in right? Moz Local, so I, which we have Moz Local um, populating most of them, but Yelp isn't one that was included. And I noticed the phone number was wrong, although it probably still would have rang to our office, but it wasn't consistent. Yeah. Um, and then I just added description and I've been getting you know, hit, the like, stuff like that. I've been getting like on Twitter specifically. Um, I've been getting so many Yext ads. Oh really? Yeah. Like so, Yext is another local listing service yeah where they populate you know so you don't have to claim every single local listing and pop it populates your name address phone number all that stuff yeah and gives you the red flags and the inconsistencies and right. helps you streamline everything in one place um so one of the things i was thinking about like on your day-to-day versus my day-to-day or even our weeks or months as um where my you know i kind of like that my work is regimented because i'm not off in space somewhere yeah i mean like if you just put me in a room and like like go be like do this for one company like i would probably like and i have done that work before i mean i've had that job right and i've created like an integrated marketing strategy and like i know that i'm always having work to do um but i don't necessarily think it's the most like focused or well thought out work so I like I'm always Listen, all my with work your... is all my work is well thought out. I'm not by personally I'm not always focused. <laughs> um. No, but I think you like I'm, it impresses me like that you're like oh I'm going to read this book and I'm reading this book and I'm like going to think about how I can apply it to like, oh yeah to to rentware and to this, like to my website or to my work or like whatever piece it is and like but you've been like consistently doing it and you've I think you've been doing really great work for rentware. Um, yeah, I know. And I, then, like, go ahead. the The piece that I was that I think about a lot, um, and maybe for you it's easier because you were on the like execution side of. I'm on all the sides. Yeah. Well, now <laughs> you are, but like when we were at TKG, like oh, oh, yes, yes. But like one of the big differences for me, like, as I'm putting together my strategies or doing, you know, thinking about things I can do with my clients, it's not necessarily something I always know how to do. Mm-hmm. And I'm scheduling tasks and, and putting out tasks. And I'm, these aren't just front end development tasks. These are like today I was, we're doing some keyword research for this client that we're onboarding. And I put together like this really aggressive, like keyword research plan. And, like I had all these like thoughts and ideas of like mm-hmm. places we could like things we could do and like different ways we could look at it. And so the person that I had assigned it to asked me if I was like, she was like, do you have a minute to talk about this? And I was like, yeah, sure. And like sat down. And like at one point I was just like looked at it. I was like, look, I really don't know. Like I'm probably not the best person to teach you how to do this. Like (laughs) I know that all these things need to happen. I don't necessarily know like the best place to go about finding that information, whether it's like the keyword planner tool and like it's never the keyword planner tool is it like ahrefs it's not yeah it's probably ahrefs yeah like (laughs) but like i think it's good to look at different like a couple of different options i don't know there's a lot of reasons why the google keyword planner is just it's bad data like they show you different like data for adwords and not data for organic search and it's just 
Not good. There's a whole whiteboard Friday on it. But anyway, we'll get, maybe we'll talk about that another, we could talk another about time. That time. But I um, still feel like there's got to be, there's merit to some of those keyword phrases. Well, and having identified gaps. I like and... I like that it puts them into groups, like AdWords groups, and then you can kind of push those over to Ahrefs or Moz or whatever like paid key, uh, keyword research tool you use and kind of see, okay, what's the actual volume, what other things are related. So it does put them into the AdWord groups, which I think are nice. Yeah. Because um, you can put some closely related keywords together that way. Yeah, but I even told, like, the part, I was like, you might want to talk to these other two people because I'm sure that they have, like, way better insight in like I mean, hey like how we do it like because i feel like that's another thing like at outer box like we do things differently than at tkg or any other other job that i've had well Maybe. tkg keyword research was kind of just like go yeah. <laughs> so anything would be a little bit more yeah. regimented and than i that. like <laughs> i did i even talked about like taking the site map approach where like we're going to crawl the site and look at the actual pages first and then like identify the keywords based on the landing pages um, Does Ahrefs do um, where you can put in a URL and it tells you what keywords it ranks no. for? Oh, that sucks. No. Because that's I just read an awesome keyword research tip was to take. So if you want to rank for like a keyword term, you type that term in. So it's like for me, for instance, uniform rental. And then in Moz, I can put in the top three list like websites, pages that rank for uniform rental into Moz. And then I can see all what they rank for but then it has overlap and then i look at those i I look at those overlap terms and then those are probably the terms that i want to also include on my page plus like some other stuff and obviously have my own unique take and it's not just putting terms on the page obviously um but yeah so that that was a super helpful helpful tip that i've seen seen recently Ahrefs does have some good recommendations. Like they don't. Yeah, it's, like, everyone loves Ahrefs, so I was I'm kind of surprised they don't have that. But they could, and I just don't know how to use it. Oh, okay. <laughs> like I said, as I was doing that task, I very clearly stated, like I was like, maybe I should sit down and like while you're doing this and learn how to do it too, because. Well, you and I, I can look at it someday with you. I don't mm-hmm. have a login to it, but <laughs> I can. I'm sure I can. I can help you out too. So. Yeah, but that's like I feel like that's one of the differences in my like day to day work. It's like I know the work that needs to be done to be successful and to build a successful successful strategy, um, but I don't necessarily always know how to execute those things. Well, and, and I don't necessarily know how to like build a brand or something like that, but. Like, cause you know, I came in with a pretty heavy focus on content creation and search engine optimization, social, um, that type of stuff. But as far as like putting together like the stuff I'm working on now and like crafting a brand message and stuff like that, it's not something I have a ton of experience at. Not to say that I would be bad at it, but was, I needed a framework. Like I thought about it for a long time and I, this book finally gave me, okay, here's step one, here's step two. Yeah. And so I'm confident that you, if you needed to do, if you were in my place and you're like, okay, I need to do keyword research. Like, you wouldn't have to be like, well, I don't have time to figure this out because I have to do six other strategies for other clients. You have, okay, I have this week to sit here and figure out yeah, how to but do that's keyword where could, research. That's where I'm, like, going to go down the rabbit <laughs> hole, like, with today. Like, the the thing that I was working on yesterday and today with the one client with the tag manager, like, I would probably just dedicate that entire week. Like, I'd be, like, seven. I would have 17,000 tabs open to different blog articles and videos. Right. Um, Which, yeah, like, you can get overwhelmed and, and go down rabbit holes and be like, oh, I wasted all that time. But then, in reality, like, you're supposed to be devoting 40 hours a week to one thing. So, like, it's not like nothing else is getting cheated, basically, is what I'm saying. Yeah. So I mean, <laughs> this is a good week for me to be able to, to dig into those things for sure. But, um, 
Yeah, but then at the same time, like during this week, like during this TE week and even during the strategy development week or reporting week, whatever week it is, like all those things help. Like I have running outlines of work that I want to do for my clients at any given time. So like any given moment of those those days, I'm like, oh, yeah, we like I looked at this like, oh, I should probably like that's something I should think about adding into their strategy next. Like think about for next month. Mm -hmm. Um, So you guys do monthly strategies then? I yes and no. Like, yes, I have to build out each Mm -hmm. month, um, but I pull from an outline like each client has a game plan. Mm-hmm. Um, and because our contracts run a little bit differently, like a TKG was like pretty straightforward because it was like you sign a one year contract and, and it's like May to May. Yeah. You know, like whatever. So you were kind of like outlining like the year and then you could outline by quarter. Yeah. Um, at this point, I'm kind of just like just doing quarterly. Mm-hmm. And then I'll always have like the baseline of what like, you know, optimization work which for a lot of our clients like i have a client that has been a client for like since way well before i started yeah um they have so many prod- products on their website we still haven't optimized all the products like oh it's the worst work like, too it's someone someone loves that work out there and then i praise them for that but like that like when when i have to assign somebody a five or six hour task of product like product optimizations like i I, got those tasks for kames and i I had to rewrite product descriptions (laughs) and i had to do page titles and meta descriptions let me tell you there has to be some of my worst web my worst work on that website because it was i saved it for friday i would just sit there with it on my screen all friday and do like three products in like the span of eight hours because i would just spend the rest of the time bullshitting with the people who were in the office that day connor clay i'm so disappointed (laughs) it was so bad i hated it so much like i mean i got stuff done but like there were definitely times where i'm just like i'm not like what even is this like i was telling my coworker, <laughs> like there's only so many product descriptions i can write for a fucking bobber or like yeah. <laughs> like it's bait. the same fishing rod like, it's just it's just bait well a lot of that was just based on the fact that like the setup of that that site was like oh, not it sucked. great yeah because like, it was the same it was, it was literally like the, the same, same product, product in like seven different, different colors yeah. yeah and you're like oh yeah i was talking which is to why that, i hated it so much <laughs> the guy that i was talking to today today when i was talking about that task for like to find the pages without content like without products related to them yeah um i was telling him about kames i was like because he lives in north canton and i was like if, you oh, know, okay i was like you know i was like i'm sure you've heard of kames before and he was like yeah yeah um and I was like telling him, I was like, that was my, I was like, my weekly task would be to. You would activate I was, like, the product. Yeah. I was like, the, the product data feed was so bad that it, we wouldn't let it, like, it couldn't just immediately be added and then implemented on the website. Like, we had to, t- like, touch every single product because oh, they either didn't have images, they didn't have. We could like, do a whole, we could do a whole episode of the like, dimensions of what, of like e commerce nightmares that we had back then. And oh. Just from that site. And I don't know that I it was anyone's. From I don't know that it was anyone's fault. Like, we're not trying to throw anyone under the bus no. if you're listening to this. Their, but like, well, I, I will throw their POS system under the bus. Yeah, what was being that company's name? That company was a shit show. What, who, what was the name of it? I don't remember. Well, I was going to tell listeners if you ever get approached by this company don't don't go with them oh shit i forget the name they were horrible so like their whole back end the guy's name was john or something their whole back end pos system was like the the benchmark of their brick and mortar so when we tried to transition it like they told us through the beginning of the project as soon as we started working with them they're like oh yeah like no problem 
Yeah, I'm and sure then, like, like, they thought we very they were built quickly for learned powers, but... that like the, I don't think they ever had to do an integration with an e-commerce site ever in their lives. Which, like, how did they get to 2017 and not have to do that? And it seemed like everything that we asked them to do, they would be like, "Oh, like this isn't like product variations is not a new concept." Yeah. Like, <laughs> so like the problem with like I think we've kind of like beat around the bush, but I'll just say it like the this site had the same product in like 18 different instances of it because it couldn't you couldn't do like the drop down of size and color it had to be a different medium yellow was a different product than medium blue and small gray and all that stuff and it was just so yeah it was a nightmare horrifying it was horrible for seo and like oh it was just bad for user experience and everything yeah and it was all of like it was that the pos system's fault basically yeah. like it wasn't our fault it wasn't came's fault it was the pos yeah and it, it was, was a piece of shit it really was it was the <laughs> it was a pos pos so and yeah. now chelsea works ex- almost exclusively in e-commerce right yeah so most hopefully hopefully you're having a little bit better experiences at this point than, yeah. than the first your first e-commerce experience I'm getting, I'm getting exposure to like things i've never heard of before like i mean obviously i've heard of shopify but i would never worked on shopify sites before mm-hmm. um so I have, excuse me, I have one Shopify client. Um, I have several clients who are on the Outer Rocks proprietary mm-hmm. e-commerce system. Is that a good system? Yeah, I like it. It's easy. It's like user friendly. Um, I don't really understand it yet from a development standpoint, like when you're building a new site to start, because I haven't been involved with any projects. Right. Like the only project that I got added to was two weeks before the site launched because it wasn't an e-commerce site. And then, like they just re- like they decided at the last minute that they wanted to continue on and with an SEO. Budget. Oh, okay. So, outside of like making sure that the website met the like base minimum requirements of like creating like dynamic page titles, like which I do like about that system. I was gonna say that's nice that that exists. Yeah, there's a module for dynamic page titles. So it's just pulling the H1 or something like that, and then. Um. Yeah. You there's like you can use. Like, or I guess percent, there's different options. Yeah, you could use yeah. like percent symbols and like choose anything like different yeah h1 attributes or like brand name or like all yeah. That stuff. yeah cool. um which i do like um there's something like why don't i have a client on 3d cart <laughs> never heard of that um <laughs> i have a couple on woocommerce yeah um i don't know what else a couple on like other like seems like very specific or niche to their industry maybe that like yeah i'm sure that probably exists that the best sense. is the guy that the one that's on a GoDaddy shopping site and he loves it and like, go- I feel like I've seen good GoDaddy sites. So. It's not visually appealing. Oh, okay. But his, I get what he's saying. Like where, like his rub with like transferring to Shopify or another ecom site because like GoDaddy does do all the things that he wants it to do. Well, so, if like, there's the, an updated theme or something, and you can yeah. keep it on GoDaddy. His issue is like with GoDaddy. I think that I don't know. I don't know much about it. Is that he has a separate WordPress site for like his content, and then it, then it goes uh, offline Go, to like, so shop, like shop dot. dot yeah. Yeah, and it's duplicate content out the wazoo. Yeah. yeah. Um, on a shop dot, and then he has an eBay, eBay store on top of that. So oh, fun. Where he's like competing himself against himself on in like the eBay world. Um, put it on amazon why are people still on ebay i, I don't know <laughs> yeah. but that's uh that one's that that whole situation is just a, a situation in and of itself that yeah well you know every day i just i don't know 
anyway. <laughs> so yeah, no, I think so. Anyway, that's that's kind of Chelsea and I's what I've been working on. My my stuff kind of goes and and spurts. I'll I'll do be working on a blog article one week to brand the next week. Oh, and another thing I did today is launch a selfie contest little thing where our yeah so um, that's like another piece of your business where like you're really engaging the sales team and trying to engage like the employees as oh well. yeah yeah so you know we're trying to do this thing where if a, a, a team member um, visits a customer's place and they take a selfie or they take a picture of their food or their car being worked on or they're buying groceries or because you know we have customers all over the place do they know who those customers are like some instinctively asked some asked like... if we could make a list which darcy and i are trying to make a list in like the stark county summit county like area um where they would be frequenting like grocery stores restaurants like we're not going to give them like factories and you know places where they're not going into but stuff like that, we are going to try and make a list. But, I mean, you know, the office team knows, the sales team knows, you know, the people who are putting the invoices on the piles of mats know. So um, that's another thing we just launched. So if you post, a, if you give me a selfie and I can post it on Facebook um, or a picture of anything and uh, I can post it on Facebook and shout out the customer and show the customer we're supporting them, then uh, you're entered to win a $50 gift card. So that's another thing that I'm doing. So my job is all sorts of all over the place, but it's, it's fun for me. Um, I don't know. I wouldn't trade it for the world right now. So, so I'm happy in my position. And it sounds like, um, um, you are too. So yeah. on that note, I'm Connor. I'm Chelsea. This is drunk marketing. Cheers. Cheers. Put that backwards. That's all right.